Talk Recorded live. Welcome everyone to the House of David Weekly Bible Study. I'm Pastor Keith Allen. I'm Pastor Summer Allen. And this week's discussion will be on salvation. We'll be coming through a few scriptures from Old Testament to New uh, and collaborating together to find out exactly what this is all about. Uh, this salvation that we keep hearing, okay? So we've already prayed in, so let's go ahead and get started, okay? So salvation, what what does anyone want to jump in and give me their definition of it, or I can read off my the 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 actual definition of it? How about I start there then? I think so because that's that's like really an open-ended question. Well, it's an open-ended question, but I think some people view it in the wrong way sometimes. Not everyone, but some people view the 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 means of salvation in the wrong way, okay? Salvation means to be delivered from evil or danger, from guilt or sin. So the way we know salvation, the way it is always taught or preached, is somewhat different. Would you agree? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Because, I mean, even if it's like teach, even if someone says something, um, I think that a lot of um, practices imply other things. Mm-hmm. So then you get a different description in your head, like some people would say saved from the fire is salvation, or some people would say that, um, you know, saved from hell or whatever, you know, or damnation or things like that. Just d- depends on how you were how, um, Yeah, how you were raised taught. and taught. Right. And, and it all depends, too, because that is part of it, but it's not all of it. Right. And um, that's the that's the the great thing about God, because I know last week we were speaking on grace, mm-hmm. and uh, salvation ties right into that, right? Because we know what God's grace is; it's His His love for us that He shows us, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I had wanted to read something from the Old Testament to give you what salvation means. Coming out of Exodus, chapter 14, you don't have to turn there. I, I really would like you to get into the Acts, because we're going to be um, a little heavy in Acts tonight. Uh, but right now, Exodus, chapter 14, verses 10 through 13. Now, this is them leaving Egypt, right? And it says, and when Pharaoh drew, drew nigh or near, the children of Israel lift up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, and they were sore afraid, and the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. And they said unto Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? So they, they, they're fainting. Their, their faith is not there. Right? Again, this is Exodus chapter 14. I'm coming out of uh, verses 10 through 13. I'm at verse 12 right now. Okay? I'm sorry, I'm verse 11. And then he says, 
after that question, he says, Wherefore hast thou dealt thus with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? Is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt? Meaning they're telling it. They told, they, said they told Moses, we go out there, we're going to die. We might as well stay here in Egypt. You know, you know at least we'll, we'll die with food and, and, and supplies is pretty much what they're saying. Saying, let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians. So they, they, they prefer to be there and where they are right now because now the Egyptians are coming after them. For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians, then that we should die in the wilderness. Now here's, I wanted to stop because here's where God's trying to show us that we have something that is free. And we give it away so easily. Right? We give salvation away. Right. Mm -hmm. We say that you know, just like these these um, these children of Israel crying because they're in despair, don't know what to do, thinking that all the odds against us, and there's no use of fighting. There's no use in doing anything of the contrary to get yourself out of trouble. But God has a word, and He says this in verse 13. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. Mm. So the salvation of God is bringing them, just as the, the, the definition says, it is delivering them from evil, from danger. That's salvation. Right. And what is grace? We said that grace also was the favoritism of God, showing us that we are his friends, that he cared for us. And by him caring for us and by us believing, because, and guess what? All the children of Israel didn't even believe. It only took a couple in that bunch to believe. And the favoritism that that one, uh, those few who believed, because God favored them, the favor now falls back on everyone else that follows them. Right. Even though they did not believe. But they, they were willing to move, although be it they're in despair now, but they did take a step forward to come up out of Egypt. Mm -hmm. So that's why I say salvation is something that we, we have. God said it right there to, to, to the children of Israel. He says that he will show the salvation of, of the Lord. He will show you that he is your Savior, that he is saving you from all troubles, from the sin, the guilt, danger, evil. That's what Christ did on the cross. He saved us. This That was our salvation. He's saying... Christ came because why? This very salvation which God showed them coming out of Egypt, which we've already had. You have this. Mm -hmm. But through time, they've allowed mankind to manipulate 
and turn things around and think that they do not have it. So now they're living in their sin and don't know how to come out of it. Right. Because somebody keeps telling them that they're not saved, that they're not, you know, um, worthy of anything, that you're a sinner and you'll always be a sinner, and that's just you. Mm-hmm. But you are saved. Through Christ, you are saved. You have your salvation. Mm-hmm. But again, it's something that people tell us we have to go and earn. We gotta go in and, and do something to get it. We gotta go put in, you know, a, a nine to five job, you know, to go get it. Right. But you don't have to. Mm-hmm. And well, also too, I think the key is to remain in in Christ. Mm-hmm. Because. Um, Sometimes we think or believe that, okay, uh, whatever that term is, once saved, always saved. Saved. And that's true if you stay in Christ, (laughs) you know. But um, you can um, get out of the will of God. Mm -hmm. And some, you know, people can, you know, fall back and go back to their old ways Mm -hmm. of doing things and and go contrary to um, the will of God in your life and, and, you know, the Bible calls you a backslider or whatever the terminology is. But it, but being that, it's not the end of the world. Because mm-hmm. if you have another day, if you have another breath in your body, it's not even going to take you another day. But even if you have one more second of life, mm-hmm. you have a choice. Right. You have a choice to repent and get it right. And turn back to Christ. So... I mean, because, um, you know, the Bible talks about dying in your sin, you know, mm-hmm. and pe- some people think that dying in your sin is someone who has not accepted Christ. Right. But it's also the unrepented yes. sin. Mm-hmm. So salvation um, is not as um, cut and dry either for someone to say, okay, that's all I have to do, you know, is accept Christ and that's it, and then I can just go about my my life doing whatever I want to do. Right. Right. Yeah, and like I said, it's, it is something that is given. And get this, God, again, comes to us. I'm going back. I'm, I'm done with the uh, Exodus, so I'm jumping all the way over to Matthew right now. Okay. Well, like I said, go, go to... to um, to Acts, please. That's where I need you to be. The other ones I'm just reading through real well um, to get a point across, to build upon the other scriptures. So we'll be starting in uh, Acts 4. will be one of the very first Acts we talk about. But okay. In Matthew, just one scripture I'm going to read. And this is Mary. After the, the angel visited Mary and then and visited Joseph, Joseph is contemplating, like, what should I do with this woman well, I'm supposed to marry, who's now already pregnant, right? And then in verse 21 of chapter 1, verse 21, it says, now this is the angel speaking, it says, And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, Savior. That's the Greek word, that's a Greek name, meaning Savior. That's what Jesus means, mm-hmm. okay? 
for he shall save his people from their sins. Right. He's the salvation of the people. Getting them out of danger, removing them from the elements of this world. It's not just you in your sin. Like I said, salvation goes even deeper than sin. It goes when someone else is trying to harm you. It goes when you're trying to harm yourself. Right. That is salvation. Mm -hmm. It's removing you away from that danger. Right, harm's way. Right. And, you know, in in the Old Testament, um, through the book of Isaiah, it speaks of, you know, you know, there's a city that will be without walls. You know, and back in those days, you know, if your city didn't have walls, it was easy for someone to come and invade. Right. So you needed the hedge, as they call it, the hedge of protection, the walls, to make sure you were protected, you know, from the enemies that were around you. Right. And everyone had to build walls. But he said, but he's saying there will come a time where the cities will be without walls. Because the hedge is now Christ. Right. He is that wall. Even though you can't see it, you cannot touch his people. And that's the way Jerusalem is today. The old part of Jerusalem, the old city of Jerusalem, still has the walls up. But where most of the people live on the outskirts, there's no wall. Because mm-hmm. there's no need for that anymore. There's no need for us to be wallowing our sorrows or letting someone tell us if we are saved or not. Because being saved is being in Christ. The faith in which you have in Christ, as as and we'll go through it in, in a few minutes, because John himself, John the Baptist, preached that same thing, that same word. Talking about, yeah, I baptize you this way, but there's coming one whose shoes I can't even latch up. Mm-hmm. And he's the one that's going to bring you out of all this trouble. John said, all I'm trying to get you to do is to confess the wrongs that you've done. Not only the wrongs that you've done, but anything that might be troubling you. When you confess to God, God, I did this wrong. I did that wrong. You should always and also should be telling God, God, I, I, you know what? These are my wrongs, but these are also my needs. Because I need help making sure that I'm no longer in, as it says, I'm no longer in my sin, or I'm no longer, uh, I need you, you to help me, deliver me from evil. Right. Because I, I've got some stuff going on with me, God. I confess my sins. Now I'm asking for you to deliver me from anything else that may try to, 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 to pull me down. This is salvation. That's what John is talking about. The confession of your sins, the guilt that is upon you. And that guilt can come from you and it can come from others, as we said earlier. People telling you that you're not saved, that you're not good enough. But God says you are. 
If if it wasn't so, he wouldn't send his son down here to die for something so foolish that it, it wouldn't matter if he did it or not. Why would God send his son down to die for our sins, to, to deliver us from evil? Just as that, 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 that prayer that God, um, Christ gave his disciples, deliver us from evil, was in that prayer. Salvation. So if it was all for not, if God figured, hey, well, it ain't going to do no good if you go down there and die or not, uh, son, but if you want to do it, go ahead. It had to be for something, right? Right. It had to stand for something, and it had to be cemented, unshakable, unmoved. It, it, it wasn't for anything. So the next time somebody tell you you're not saved, ask them did they get that from Christ because last time you checked, if you believe in him, he delivers you from all of your sins. Right. So that that is what mean being saved is being delivered from troubles. And those troubles also include your eternal life. So that you're not you're not condemned to hell. That also reigns true in the afterlife, in the spiritual realm where you're where you're headed. Right. That's what saved means. To save you in this world so that you can do better in the next. In the spiritual. So let's get back into the scriptures. Because I know I can chat a lot. Uh, but I want to get some scripture in here. So Acts chapter 4. Okay. Let me get there real quick. Um, Acts chapter 4 verses 10 through 13 is what I'm going to read. All right, so Acts chapter 4, verse 10. Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doeth this man stand here before you whole. So he's saying, I'm standing here because of Christ. I am whole. I am saved from all the turmoil, Any, anything you try to come at me with. The salvation of Christ saves me from your judgment. It saves me from your ridicule, your ridicule and anything else you try to bring at me. I am whole. I don't have to worry about you trying to put me down, making me not believe in myself. Right. I know who God made me to be, and he gave me salvation from all craziness of this world so that I may move on to better things. Verse 11, this is the stone which was set at naught of your builders, which is become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other. See that? You ain't getting the salvation from your preacher, your, your, your local policeman, or anybody else. There's no salvation in no other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. saved. That's right. Now, 
when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled. Because remember, not everybody went to school back then. Right. Okay? So they're like, how do these illiterate men speak so eloquently about God? And they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Yes, they had. And that's all it is, being with Christ. Being with Christ. By no other name are you saved. So the person who's trying to put you down telling you that you're not saved, if they're not the person that can save you, then they also are not the person that cannot save you. They can't sit here and say, you ain't saved, you ain't this, you ain't that. You can't save me or you can't unsave me. So it don't matter. Say what you want. I know my Savior lives. And then um, not too long ago, I had was looking through the channels, and I heard um, a preacher preaching one time recently, and he was talking about grace. <laughs> and, um, of course, he was saying that everyone, you know, is saved by grace, or they live, you live under grace and that you're saved by, you know, by grace and that um, you're no longer under the law, so you can't be judged by it. And then they went went to try to explain his statement, um, because that's a blanket statement. Mm-hmm. And he said that, you know, someone asked him if someone, um, say, for instance, cheated on their, their wife or their husband and, you know, went back to their you know wife or husband or whatever, you know, how can somebody, you know, do that and still be covered by grace? Right. And his explanation was that they weren't saved in the first place. <laughs> so that kind of, like, gives that ex- example because people kind of run to that mm-hmm. term when they can't really explain something. Yeah, oh, yeah, you're not saved. Right, that you weren't saved in the first place, that you were just being, you know, religious. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily true because people, I mean, look at Peter. Yep. Peter walked with Jesus. Right. He was saved, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Peter denied Christ three times. Mm-hmm. That is a that's a sinful thing. Yeah. Denied him. And denied him. Ran away, denied him, hid. Right. Until it was all over. Even how he treated Paul. I mean, you right. know, some people want to go there and say, okay, well, he wasn't Christ, you, you know, you know, some people might want to say that, okay, he wasn't saved until, you know, after the, the, the day of Pentecost or whatever. Right. right. So he got filled with the Spirit, right? But even after that, even after the day of Pentecost, even after he was filled with the Spirit of the Lord, and in access, it shows you his interactions with Paul and how mm-hmm. he had treated Paul. And right. was telling Paul, you shouldn't be going out there preaching to the Gentiles. So now here we are. This man of God is 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 preaching against something that 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 God has said to do. To do. So you can be in a mistake. You can make a mistake. Correct. You can't fall and get back up again. You can't also walk in error. Mhm. Absolutely. We all make mistakes. Right. Because even Paul himself walked in error. Mhm. Because. He thought that what he was doing, that he was doing it for the Lord. Right. And the Lord had to come and correct him mm-hmm. and say, 
why are you doing this? Right. And because so, he thought it was right. Because he thought it was right. So he thought that that was, you know, salvation or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then, like you had said, it's Jesus who is salvation. He said, I am the way, the truth, no. and the life. And and there's no other way that you can get to that but through me. So even us ourselves, we cannot look to our own judgment when it comes to somebody else's salvation. Mm-hmm. We literally can't tell somebody whether they're saved or not. Mm-hmm. The only thing that we can do is tell you, tell another person how I got there. Mm-hmm. This is my testimony right. of what happened to me in my life. Mm-hmm. And and that's really the only thing that you can say to another person, you know. And we know that salvation is not a, a you know, a, a bake me a cake. You know, it's mm-hmm. not, you know, you throw some ingredients in there and boom, throw it in the oven and I, and I got salvation. Right, right. You know, what I mean? you know what I mean? It's not like that. Salvation is something to work at throughout your life, meaning that not works like we were talking about earlier, but making sure that you stay, you know, focused. Right. And it's not about, oh, I can't make a mistake or that I've got to go out here and I've got to do five, you know, great good things in my life so that I can stay saved. It has nothing to do with that. It's about staying focused because we as a person – can get off track. Mm-hmm. We can get off track very easily. Right, right. Yeah, and so and so I'm gonna jump over to to to, to uh, Acts chapter thirteen, uh, verses twenty three to, to twenty three through twenty six, and it says this: Of this man's seed hath God, according to His promise raised unto Israel a Savior, Jesus. And he's talking about Jesse. Through Jesse came David, and that's the seed he's talking about. Okay? When John had first preached before his coming the baptism of repentance to all the people of Israel, and that's the important thing, like we said earlier, the repentance of saying, hey, I'm wrong. In order to get to salvation, you have to release yourself from the wrongs, from the guilt, from the fears. Don't forget fears because just as the children of Israel did back in Egypt, they were fearing. They were afraid, right? So that is also a thing that we need to consider within ourselves. So the repentance to all the people of Israel. Verse 25, and as John fulfilled his course, he said, whom think ye that I am? I am not he, but behold, there cometh one after me whose shoes of his feet I am not worthy to loose. Men and brethren, children of the stock of Abraham, and whosoever among you feareth God, to you is the word of this salvation sent. The word of the of salvation. He's saying, "You once you repent, now you have removed the guilt, the sin, the shame. Mm-hmm. 
So you don't have to walk up to Christ with your head hung low in a pity state. Woe's me. Why me? Why this? Why that? It is not that manner of 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 um a state of mind, right? So when you when you when you come to come to God, as His Word says, you come boldly. In order for you to come boldly, there has to be a, a, a remission of your sins. You have to cast away your sins. You have to cast away the old person, as as uh, Paul Paul would say. Remove those things that easily beset you. That includes the negative talk of other people. It also includes the 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 the, um, the you know you feeling guilty about the things that you've done, holding guilt on. You can't move on in Christ if you're still holding on to the sin. You have to let it go. That's the whole point of the repentance. That's what John was trying to do. He was trying to cleanse you so that Christ can make you whole. John's like, let the stuff go. You try to come to Christ, but you got a ball and chain around your ankle. Break the chain and come to Christ. That's what it's all about. But we allow people to, you know good, you're a thief, like, like, like Smeagol. Like, you know, he was talking to himself. We had the two things, like, you got murderer, you know. So you got, you got people. Lord of the Rings. Yes. So you got people in your ear telling you all the things that you are and are not. Right. Even yourself. Yes, even yourself. You constantly go, but, and that never stops. You are constantly, like, you know, people try to say, oh, I'm my worst critic. Really, that's that's your flesh warring against you. Mm-hmm. Is what it is. Mm-hmm. Because the spirit know what it can can do, but the flesh is telling you why you can't do it or why you shouldn't do it. Right. Because you did this in your life. You did. You don't deserve it. You you you're not worthy of it. Mm-hmm. But look at the children of Israel when we first read in back in Exodus. They were doubting. They they had nothing good to say about this whole Exodus thing. They're like, we were better off back in Egypt. We could have died there with, with, at least with some provisions. <laughs> I would have been all right. I'm able to eat. I ain't out here in this, in this heat, walking around this dirt and these sandals that ain't no good. Right. My feet hurt. You know, I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. And you want me to walk how many more miles? Right. <laughs> For how many more years? <laughs> we were better off. That's what they said in the scripture. We told you. When we were back there, <laughs> leave us alone. <laughs> scripture said it. I ain't said it. The scripture said it. Right. They they told Moses to leave them alone. Let us be. Right. This is what they said. Let us be. We're okay here with the Egyptians. We'll we'll work for them till we die. <laughs> but God had something greater for them. He had a gift called salvation. I am going to deliver you from the evil. I am going to deliver you from the danger. I am going to deliver you from yourself. Because you don't believe that you need to be free. You don't believe that you deserve to be free. And actually, you don't even realize just how imprisoned you are. (laughs) God's love is amazing. 
Very amazing. Mm -hmm. So moving on, Acts chapter 16, verses uh, 30 and 31. says, and I'll read 29. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas. Now get this. And brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Ain't that the question we all have this day? How do I get saved? People always ask you that. How do I get saved? They said this. And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. He didn't say you had to go out on the street, knock on 15 people's doors, and hand them a pamphlet about Christ. He didn't say you had to go and work at the, the homeless shelter. He didn't say you had to go spend the night, you know, living in the gutter to see how it is on the streets. You ain't had to do none of that. Simple words, believe in Christ. And the children of Israel, they were faltering. they like, I don't know if this is going to work, Moses. But Moses had the belief so much in him it, that the gift just flowed through everybody else. When one person gets blessed, a, whole, a multitude of people can get blessed. That's what happened with Abraham. That's what God said. Through you, all nations will be blessed. And um, can I add something there? <clears throat> what the deep part to me about that is, is, is the word believe. Because a lot of people will say, okay, I believe that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe that the Lord um, died on the cross for my salvation and so on and so forth. But a lot of the times, a lot of your actions don't speak to that salvation. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, do you really believe, you know, type mm -hmm. thing? So you have to understand what that word believe means. Is that believing that God really is, mm -hmm. and that He can, and and that He will do exactly what He said He would do. Right. So once you believe a thing, right, and when you say someone believes something, that means without wavering, do I believe it? Right? Okay. So if I if I, I believe that I can breathe because I'm doing. Mm -hmm. and I will breathe in and breathe out and even make an attempt to do so based off of the fact that I know that if I inhale, I'm going to exhale, mm -hmm. right, mm -hmm. without any thought at all. Mm -hmm. So that's true belief in a thing. So that power that we have to believe something mm -hmm. can give you action to what you believe that you can do. Mm -hmm. And that's how we have to, to know that when he says, if you believe in God, you will be saved. Why? Because everything that I do will be based off of that belief that I am saved. And that's the whole thing. You know, a lot of people figure, they take the scripture and say, you know, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Right. God raised him from the dead and, and you know, he died on the cross for your sins. Right. They figure, oh, confession is just saying it. It's not just saying it's it. It's not just saying it. That's it is, it you, can't, you, you can't just go, <laughs> y'all believe in Christ and don't mean it. Right. And then you try and go get saved and then, like, 
five years later you come, now I really believe it. Right. And and, hey, and this is don't the, work that way. You don't you can't do it flip flop. Well, this is the thing. I was just talking to somebody not too long ago about this, about the about the parable about the seed. Mm-hmm. Some seeds fell on on stony ground. Some seeds fell on you know the ground, and some were on rocks, and and some fell on good ground. Right. So really, what the test of the matter is, the test of 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 your belief, right, Mm -hmm. or faith, is that when the storm comes Mm -hmm. in your life, that will tell you. Nobody has to tell you. We, like we like we were just talking about when somebody saying, "Oh, you ain't saved, mm-hmm. right?" When the test comes, that will tell you exactly where your salvation mm-hmm. is at, because mm-hmm. that test will will prove it is coming to prove to you who you are mm-hmm. and whether you truly believe, mm-hmm. like you say you do, right? And even in certain areas of our life, do you truly believe? like you say you do. Because in this situation, if you just give up, you know, immediately, well, you never believed it. And and that's the whole thing, you know, that's why God wants you to say, you know, you believe in Christ, him crucified, him being raised from the dead, is because of that very thing you just spoke of is that adversity. Okay. A lot of people can go around and say, oh, I'm good. Like you said, a lot of people come in my name saying that they are me and all this other stuff. Your good is only as good or as great as it can be during times of trouble. I can be as good as I want to be when there ain't no wind or no, no storms around me, right, not to knock me down. Mm-hmm. But as soon as the storm comes, am I still good? It's kind of like they said um, integrity. One of the, the, the uh, one of the the uh, descriptions of integrity is is not when someone's watching you, but what will you do when you're not being watched? Right. That's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can be good around people, show them the good side. You know the you know, the Joneses, you know, how we so neighborly and friendly, but behind closed doors, I'm the worst person you will ever meet. Right. It, does, it, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't. So that's, that's just the way it is. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just saying that, that that's how, you're, that's how you're, 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 your faith in Christ is tested, and that's how the, you know, the tribulations, uh, is going to be at, at the end at, at the end of everything when 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 God comes and those trials and those tribulations come and everybody's giving up real easy because they don't want to face right they don't want to face whatever you know whatever that thing is whatever that, yeah whatever that thing could be right it's it's that's just the fault of man I mean no one knows we yeah, can no. we can all sit here and say. Oh, I'm not going to do it because you want to so strongly believe that you would not betray Christ. Right. But we all can be a Peter. I mean, even if you look at the Lord forbid, 
that anybody would have to go through what those people went through. But I believe it was Oklahoma or somewhere. I can't remember exactly where it was. Mm-hmm. When there was a gunman that walked into a church and he had a gun, mm-hmm. and then he said to the people who they were having a Bible study or something mm-hmm. like that, or prayer meeting, I think it might have been, and then he put the gun to each person and told them to deny Christ or die. Right. And if someone wouldn't do it, he immediately killed them. And there were some people who did deny him, you know. And But he, you know, he they said in certain instances he shot him anyway. Mm-hmm. So um, you never know, and, and Lord forbid, like I said, that anyone would have to be tested in that way, and I don't really call that God in, in, a, in a way. Mm-hmm. But um, if you're tested in that way in certain, and that's an extreme example, but in a more subtle Example in your life, um, you have a bill due. Am I going to believe God that he can do this bill, mm-hmm. that he can help me with this bill or show me how to get out of this situation? Mm-hmm. That's just, you know, as crucial as the other one to say, am I going to deny Christ in this situation, or am I going to fall and die to this obstacle in my life? Am I going to believe you? So it's, you've got to know where you are. And then not even only that, we can't even just say salvation because um, it's it's about um, the fact that even uh, was it Paul who says, I die daily? And when he says, I die daily, he's dying to different things in his life, mm-hmm. you know, different things that were strongholds in his life. So we're not comparing that to salvation right? because certain areas of your walk might be tested as well, but it's all to make you stronger in God. Well, that's the thing, though. That is salvation when you, when you do come out of that. When you do, oh yeah, yeah, you're safe from that. You're safe from it. From so, that, right. right. So when he's saying he's dying daily from this stuff, but the next day he's a new man. So whatever made him falter or got him tripped up, mm-hmm. he understood it. So the next day, he was clear of it. He didn't have to worry about it anymore. He didn't. He didn't walk the streets like worried about what happened yesterday. Right. I get you. So, and that's why I wanted to get in here and read Ephesians chapter 2. You don't have to turn there. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 5 through 9, read this. I'm sorry, I'm sorry at 4. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, and that's just what you're talking about, what Paul said, have quickened us together with Christ by grace, you are saved. Yeah. And have raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places mm-hmm. in Jesus Christ. That in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, 
not of works, lest any man boast. For we are his workmanship, uh, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. So that's why he, he, he's saying that he was dead in his sins, but Christ came along and saved him. Mm-hmm. Salvation saves you. Mm-hmm. So the next time someone says, you are not saved, you know what? I might have did something wrong today. Right. Don't mean I'm not saved. That's right. Because if I can overcome that, I am saved. Because that's, that, right. that's what. As long as God is still working in your life, mm-hmm. you are saved. The day He stops, mm-hmm. <laughs> you might want to start worrying. Right. Right. It ain't no test coming. Yeah. So that's why He says, you know, there's no child of His that He. That he doesn't chastise because if he if he's not chastising that means he doesn't love you. Right. I'm just paraphrasing the, the scripture, but that's what the, the scripture says. If God is not chastising you, it means just like you do your child. If you discipline your child in any kind of way, either you know, a spanking, a a, 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 st- a stiff talk, or or whatever else it is, it comes some kind of punishment. You do. If you're not chastising that child, trying to correct them, you're saying to that child, "I don't love you enough." To correct you, I'm going to let you die in your sins. Just as he said, you're going to die in your sins daily, over and over again, mm-hmm. over and over again, and you're not going to come out of it. So guess what you don't have on your side now? Salvation. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have save, salvation, you are not saved because you have not been brought out of that troubled spot that you're in. Right. This is what we leave our children if we don't correct them. This is what God is saying. This is why he wants to correct us. Because he's saying, I love you too much to allow you to do this to yourself. Mm-hmm. But if you don't love them, or it ain't got to be a child. It can be a brother, sister, your spouse, uncle, cousin, niece, whatever. If you don't love them, let them go. Just like the dentist tell you. If you don't want your teeth, don't floss. They'll fall out. <laughs> and there's a scripture that says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord deliver us out of them all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Does anyone got anything else to add? No, yes, maybe. Just here. You have nothing to add about salvation, ma'am? Okay, she has something here. Hold on. No, all I was going to say is God does all works. Mm-hmm. He doesn't require us to work. He only requires us to believe. That's yep. the only work that we have been assigned. And you're doing yep. everything but what he's asked you to do. Right. Mm-hmm. And yep. even when you say you do believe and you attempt to do that work, you allow someone else to walk by and say, you ain't doing it good enough. Like they <laughs> have a heaven or hell to put you in. Yes. Right, yes. right. Yes. Right. And one of the things that he says is that we can't judge each other, yet that is one of the works that we seem to strive to do is to judge <laughs> each other. Right. Can't, mm-hmm. can't help ourselves. Yeah. But then you never know when and how salvation is going to come or when or how you're going to be tested. 
Right. Everyone has been designed a specific way. And everyone has a, a specific task that they must do. Mm-hmm. And one day you might wake up saved. Yep. And no one else can tell you whether you are or you're not. You just right. believe. And that's the whole thing. That's why that one scripture is so important when that when that individual asks Paul and Silas about how do I become saved? Believe. That's it. You just got to believe. And when you read that, that's why, you know, that John three seventeen through 19 reigns true all the time. You got to believe, because if you don't believe, you are condemned. How are you condemned? You have no salvation. God can't rescue you or deliver you from evil or danger if you don't believe in him. Right. Because right. I know if you owe me $20... I'm not going to give you another 20 if you haven't paid me back. <laughs> I'm just saying. Right. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people, you know, no, that's how, this is how God works. If you don't believe in me, then I don't need to, as he, he says, wasting your talents amongst the swine, you know. Right. Yeah. Testing your first. Yeah, testing your It's no sense of him doing it. Right. It's a waste of life. Or a blessing. <laughs> well, a blessing is life. That's what I'm saying. It's life. Everything through God is life. Right. It's a waste. And God is not a wasteful God. No, he's not. So, no. You don't want to believe it. It's crazy that, you know, it's a, it's a gift that you have received, that you have openly received, yet you give it away every day. Or you allow someone to take it away. Mm-hmm. It's one of the greatest gifts that we can receive, yet we allow someone to play with the gift that was given directly to you mm-hmm. or yep. tell you how to play with it or how yep. to use your gift right? when they have no knowledge in what you were designed for. And that's the, that's the thing about it. People think they can turn it on and off like a faucet, you know, mm-hmm. oh, you're oh, you're not saved, oh, you're saved, oh, you're not saved. No, you don't tell me if I'm saved or not. This is between me and Christ. Christ knows my heart. Christ knows if I believe him or not. Mm-hmm. Christ knows if, if you guys believe in him or not. Can't nobody come up here and tell you, oh, you ain't saved. You ain't got the Holy Spirit. Oh, oh, oh you ain't got this. Oh, oh, you ain't got that. They have no right. They have no right. Even, and really what they're doing is, is judging your choices. But everybody has choices every day. We have thousands of choices that we're making a day. And we're not always choosing wisely. No. Not, I mean, that's the reason why, you know, the Bible says is that your righteousness is as a filthy rags. Because we will choose, we will choose the wrong way mm-hmm. so many different times in a day. Mm-hmm. And I don't care who you are. Nobody is completely 100, as mm-hmm. they say. Mm-hmm. And if you say you are, you're already lying to yourself right, right. Then, right then and there. You know what I mean? You already just right. committed to say it right there because you're lying. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's about knowing who you are, knowing your limitations, you know what I mean, and dealing with it, you know? Yep. So, Amen. 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 You got one more? No, I got some more scriptures, but it's, I, I'm not going to go through them all, so it's it's okay. But uh, 
that that just just know that you're saved, you know. Mhm. You know, and no matter if it's coming from you, if it comes from someone else, if it's a troubled time in your life, when we say God will help us through, God will make a way, that is us calling on salvation. Right. That is what's being saved, as we said earlier. God saves you in this time, in this flesh, because I need you working and worrying about something else greater than this small little problem that you're making out to be so big. Mm-hmm. I got that taken care of. I got Pharaoh and his men. Don't worry about them. Yeah, they're getting a little close. I know they're getting a close. They're right up on your heels right now. But I got that. Right. I need you to focus on crossing this river so I can close it. <laughs> That's what God is saying. I don't need you standing around crying like, oh, what are we going to do? And stop running. No. As Paul said, you did run well. What did hinder you? Right. Disbelief. Fainting. In, 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 in the time of, 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 you know, turmoil, you freeze. God said, I can't help you. I know your faith is faltering right now, but even with it faltering, you still got some. I need you to move out of the way so that I can deliver you. Have those, have those people not crossed that river, have they stopped and just started wailing and crying? What can God do? You're in your own way. Like they say, that, 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 like they say uh, you know, with a closet person, that person can't get out of their own way. Right. They're always hurting themselves. <laughs> That's what you're doing. You're in your own way. And God is like, look, I need this, this water to come back. I need it to receive back. Could you please move a little faster? Mm-hmm. Had they not, it would been a whole different story because God can't operate in that. That's what he's saying. Believe in me. Let me work. Mm-hmm. I got it all covered. Don't sit there here in dismay thinking that just because trouble is upon you don't mean that I already haven't got a plan to work it out. Okay. I knew the trouble was going to be upon you. That's why I'm here. Mm-hmm. Amen. Good word. Is there any prayer request? Well, um, I want to pray for um, uh, some friends of ours, um, uh, Mike, and Ste- Mike and Stephanie, and um, I would also like to um, pray for Melinda and um, the Yeager family. Uh, Nadine and uh, and Conrad. Um, anyone else? Alco. Okay. All right. With that said, we're going to go ahead and pray out. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for the word on tonight, Lord God of salvation. We thank you, Lord God, because you have blessed us yet once again, Lord God, with a reviving word, Lord God, to continue to cause us to stand in you and stand, Lord God, in the belief and the faith in you. Stand knowing, Lord God, that we have something that cannot be taken away with human hands, that cannot even be taken away 
Lord God, by some other spiritual being. But, Lord Father, something that you have given to us freely, Lord Father, and that, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we can lean on, Lord God, our salvation in you. We thank you, Lord God, because you are causing us to stand firm in the faith wherewith we were saved, Lord Father. I thank you, Lord God, because you're blessing us even right now, Lord God, that whatever tests and trials come our way, Lord God, we can have faith in you and stand firm knowing, Lord God, that you will deliver us out of them all. I thank you, Lord God, for this word, Lord God, coming through Pastor Keith, Lord Father, and blessing us, Lord God, to to be able to be mature just a little bit more, Lord Father, by this word. I pray, Lord Father, as you continue to bless him, bless the house of David, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus and our Bible studies. Show, Lord God, forth in your word, Lord God, through us all. I pray, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, a special prayer for Mike and Stephanie, Lord Father. I pray, Lord God, for the word that is in Mike. Continue to use him, Lord God, in a way, Lord God, of teaching. Bless him, Lord God. Bless his marriage, Lord God, him and Stephanie, Lord Father. Bless their children, Lord Father. Cause them, Lord God, to be underneath your will, Father, in the name of Jesus, for their life. I pray, Lord God, that you would order their steps, Lord Father, a hedge of protection about them, Lord God, and the decisions that they make for their lives, Lord Father. I pray, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that there be a divine guidance, Lord Father, for this family, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, continue, Lord Father, on. Continue, Lord Father, to bless Nadine and Conrad. Lord God, I pray in the name of Jesus that even on tonight, Lord Father, as they as they go through their paperwork, Lord God, for their home, Lord God, be with them, Lord God. Order their steps, Lord God, let them have favor in this decision that they're making, Lord Father. I pray, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, that your hand of guidance, Lord God, be on them, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus. Open up doorways that no man can shut, Lord God. Bless Melinda on tonight and the Yeager family, Lord Father. Lord God, as they continue to go through the grief process, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, bless them, Lord God, to walk, Lord God, with their heads held high. I pray, Lord God, a special prayer for Melinda, Lord God. Strengthen her, I pray, Lord Father, to be, Lord God, a warrior within her family, Lord God. Build up her, her mind, Lord Father. Let her be steadfast, Lord God, in her seeking of you, Lord Father. We pray, Lord God, even for her sister-in-law, Lord Father, who lost her husband, Lord Father. We pray, Lord God, her strength in you. We pray, Lord God, that this will fortify, Lord God, her salvation, and that she might be able to teach these children, Lord God, the way that they should go, that they would not depart, Lord God. We pray for the salvation of the children, Lord Father. In the name of Jesus, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, for Akko. We pray, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that you would order his steps, Lord God. Speak and minister to his soul, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, give him divine direction, Lord Father. I pray for his life, Lord God, and that you would guide him, Lord God, to a job, Lord Father. Deliver him speedily, Lord God, from himself, Lord Father. Let him not lose faith. Let him not lose confidence in you, Lord God. But let him stand firmly, Lord God, in his faith, Lord God, for his life, Lord Father. We pray for his marriage, his children, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, all of their relationships with one another. We pray for unity in that family. In Jesus' name do we pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank 
Got here sooner, but I'm good. Thank you. How you guys doing? We're doing okay. We're doing all right. I'm uh, glad to meet you. Yeah. I could give you a quick recap. We were talking about salvation. Yeah, I got that text. So, um, you gonna give me like a scripture to look at? I, I'll give you plenty. <laughs> <laughs> Give you plenty, but no, we're, we're oh, gonna, we, can, we can text. We can text you the scriptures too, if you like. Oh yeah, that I'd appreciate that. Cause, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'll, I'll get them to Tina so she can text them to you. So. Oh, she's okay. on the. Oh, oh, that's right. You're on the text. That's right. Never mind. Yeah. I can text them to you then. Uh, uh, but it's three yeah, of them. But um, we were discussing um, how people tell you that you're not saved and and all this other stuff and. What do you got to do to get saved? And you know how you got to go through the gauntlet for someone to tell you that you're saved. Uh-huh. And um, that's why we were talking about salvation tonight. And the scripture uh, that that we we're going through help get a, a better understanding. But the definition wrong, true. The definition for salvation says to to be delivered from evil or danger, or to be delivered from your guilt or sin. So, yes, so being saved is a right that we have when we believe in Christ. And as we read one of the scriptures today when someone asked Paul and Silas, how do I become saved? And they said, just believe in Jesus Christ. Just have that faith in him and you are saved. That's how, that's what saved means, that God's salvation delivers you out of troubled times, delivers you out of anything that may be going on with you that you might yourself be feeling down or overwhelmed with. Right. And even something that you may even bring on yourself, like we were talking about how we doubt ourselves sometimes. God can bring you out of that negativity as well, Mm -hmm. and and that's what salvation truly is. That's what saved is truly, truly means because, God saves you in this world so that you can live a righteous um, life here so that you may obtain eternity on the other end. Mm -hmm. But if you're swallowed down in your mess here, your faith starts to dwindle and starts to waver. Mm -hmm. And before you know it, you no longer believe because why is all this stuff happening to me? Why am I going through so much? Why? Can I ever get a, 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 a you know, you know, a, a point in the right direction and all this other stuff that we say? But God is always working on us. We go through hard times because God has to go through hard times because He has to move us to a place better. Mm-hmm. You know, when you when you're when you're stuck in a rut, you 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 you, you tend to get sensitive about the situation and you just think it's the normal thing. So you're just going to stay there because this is my life. This is the way it is. But when it's time to move, when it's time to pack up your house, no one likes packing up their house and moving. Right. Because it's too much work. You know, you don't want to unpack it. You know, now you got to go through all this other stuff all over. But when God's trying to move us to a, a better location, we don't want it because it comes with too much. 
At least that's what we think. But in order for you to move from point A to point B, you got to pack up and move. And then there's take some unpacking. <laughs> so when God's working on us, you're going to go through some, some, some bumps in the road. But just know when you paved the way for those, those, those bumpy roads, someone coming behind you, as the city does, when you report that, hey, I just went down roads such and such and got 50 potholes in it. They say, you know, you'll see them out there about a week or so later and they're repaving that, that road. So now the person that comes behind you doesn't have such a rough ride when it comes mm-hmm. to crime. That's salvation. Delivering from evil and danger. That's what it is. That's what saved means. That God is working in your life. Delivered from evil. I got part of your definition, and I'm glad you repeated that. And then there was something else. Saved means God's salvation. I was trying to write, but I couldn't write it fast enough. So. Uh, Do you remember what you said? Saved? Uh, to be delivered from evil or mm-hmm. danger. Or danger. Yes. Okay, got that. Or, or, or from your guilt or sin. Okay, or... Um, thank you. You're um, welcome. Guilt. Or sin. Or yeah. sin. Okay, got it. Yeah. What was the other one? You said, save, therefore, saved means God's salvation, or I may not even be... Yes, that's what saved means, God's salvation, which means God is working in your life. That's what salvation means. God is delivering you from something that is hindering you, that is causing you some kind of turmoil or stress. Working in... That's what... That's cool. (laughs) I mean, because seriously, I mean... I don't know sometimes. Like, okay, what does that really mean? I mean, as far as my brain, you know, it's like, what does that really mean? But it's so nice to be around other people because that helps, you know. can't do it by myself. So. Right, right. Right. Or with other people. But I'm not going to hold you up. But, you know, at first it was like, oh, it's too late. Don't call, you know. Because I forgot, or not forgot, I just, time gets away. And then I was like, you know what, <laughs> I'm going to call and see if they're on the phone the last two minutes or something. <laughs> so I'm glad, I'm, no, I'm, I'm serious. I'm really glad I did because, you know, yeah. Anytime. Mm-hmm. better than the alternative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I just want to say something to you real quick before you get off the phone is, is that be encouraged in your life. Don't let nobody get you down. Don't let nobody waver you into thinking that, you know, you don't have a place in God or that God's not working in your life. He loves you. He, As a matter of fact, he adores you. You are special to him, and you are the most precious thing, that, and he's thinking on you, and he loves you, and he's doing things to work things out in your life. Yes, he is. And nobody can ever separate you from his love. Thank you. You're so welcome. Yeah, that was one of the, the, the 
major factors tonight was not allowing someone to tell you that and to to bring you, try to pull you down. No one can tell you that you're saved other than God Almighty himself. He's he's the final judge and he has the final say. So, you know, mother, father, sister, brother, uncle, cousin, nephew, co-worker, whoever it is, uh-huh. trying to tell you, oh, well, I saw you doing this last week or doing this yesterday. We all we all falter. We all make mistakes on a daily basis. Does not mean that we are not saved. That does not mean that God's salvation is not there working in our lives. We all have hiccups here. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'm going to hold on to that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was my little family member. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting ready to hold on to that right now. You do that, Virginia. No, because let me say this. Um, and we talked about this earlier, and I, I know you know we're running a little over, but I still want to get this to you because you called in for a reason. Um, we talked about this earlier, how Peter denied Christ three times. But yet, mm-hmm. he still, after the denial was counted amongst those who Christ still loved. So even though he denied him, the salvation was still there. So don't let somebody think because something you're doing in your life, in their eyes, it might be wrong. In their eyes, you're going to hell. But in God's eyes, he's working on you. Right. So you never know what God is doing, and they never know what God is doing. People like to be judgmental because they want to puff themselves up. Right. In order for me to feel mm-hmm. how myself, I need to put you down. Right. Mm-hmm. But don't let anyone tell you whether you're saved or not because they can't do it. They don't have the authority to. Right. Only God himself. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 I'll second that. Well, thank you for the lesson, oh. even though it's short and sweet. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, but I really great. appreciate it because, yeah, it gives me things to think on versus my own thoughts. So it's cool. That's yeah. right. You sleep in peace. Yeah. Knowing that you're mm-hmm. sleeping bad, you know. Mm-hmm. So how's everyone doing? Everyone's good? Yeah, we're great. We're doing good. That's cool. Yeah, I told my wife last night I'm getting burnt out, though. (laughs) Yeah, I I I told her.